myhappydesires.com. Visit us at myhappydesires.com and add some toys to your toy box. Let your imagination be the guide to your stress relief. Myhappydesires.com has everything for the perfect play night. Alone or not, you choose. Fuel your desires without breaking the bank. MyHappyDesires.com Dickinson, probably my favorite uh, solo release from him uh, with uh, Road to Hell. That one going out by request to Dan Paid. And just before that, we heard uh, Live from the Sun, Docking Too High to Fly, that goes out to uh, Mr. Riggs in the chat room. So, a couple of requests there I had to get to. There you go. Cool, cool. All right. So, did you get all your shit done over there now? I'm way behind. Are you? Yeah. Even, even, even after a 20 minute break? Yeah, just because I encoded the fucking files too big, so they're 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 too big. They're you know they're too big, and I can't upload them without killing the fucking show. You know, it's one thing to upload a six hundred meg file; it's another thing to upload a two point five gig file. So, so I'll be working till the wee hours of noon tomorrow. The wee hours of noon. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll take a nap. Then I watch wrestling pay per view. Me yeah, and AJ and gonna get fucked up and watch aew tomorrow that's 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 your lifestyle you wake up at the crack of noon that's right or go go to bed at the crack of noon one of the other go to bed at the crack of noon get up about six get order a pizza start drinking and it's a drinking day tomorrow and, and where does the pizza come from giannino's no there's no. There, i mean there is a there is a giannino's um they used to, they used to bring me a free pizza every saturday at wstb they they literally call me and say hey can we bring you a pizza and it's just like yeah absolutely well that was 15 years ago now it's new <laughs> now it's under new management is it and they ain't bringing me shit but no well, I, I mean their pizza's okay it, it's yeah. it's okay but just not the best in the area the best the best in my town is Teresa's pizza Teresa's Teresa's pizza it is fucking the best she brings it all the way down from uh, Cleveland. No, it's it's in Twinsburg. There's a Teresa's in Twinsburg. I think you missed my joke there. I oh, you mean that? Yeah, no, not that Teresa. No, <laughs> Teresa's pizza. Not that Teresa. <laughs> I don't need that. Don't don't bring up my wounds. <laughs> <laughs> Clean my wounds there, yeah. Mr. Coc. Yeah, no, those are my wounds, man. Yeah, I'm sure. Teresa. Yeah, she wanted to throw you some cash to do a website for her. Yeah, I, I think that was a hook. Really? Because I never did get the email from the from the HOA that was looking for whatever. All right. So whatever is what it is. Yeah, my my ex chicks have been popping out all over the place lately. It, yeah. It's really weird. I, I've gotten just just out of the blue. Just weird text and stuff. Just it's like, oh, I've been thinking about it. It's like, dude, you, you fucked me over really bad. I, what makes you think I would even, I didn't even respond. Yeah. Don't, don't think about me. 
Don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm the greatest things in sliced bread, whatever that means. Yeah. How about you don't think about me? Just go away. That's yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. I take some motley crew advice. Don't don't go away mad. Just go away. Yeah. Stay away. There, there's a reason why I have not been in any contact with you in years. And all of yeah. a sudden you're popping up out of nowhere. Yeah. Believe me when I tell you the fact that I haven't contacted you since we broke up should tell you that I don't want to contact you. <laughs> Cause I don't think about you anymore. Yeah, I'm done with you. bitch. <laughs> well, since you brought up wrestling. Yes. Uh, one of the, uh, all time wrestling greats, Hulk Hogan. Okay. You did. You need to do air quotes when you say greats and Hulk Hogan. He's well, a fucking uh, bum. Well, regardless of what your thoughts on him, uh, he is probably one of the most rec known recognizable. Yeah. Over pretty much most of them. Yeah. 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 He's, he's definitely the most famous wrestler. I, I would say that Hulk Hogan, maybe Randy Savage, you know, the rock, the rock. What, what, what was the, what was the Savage's uh, commercial he did for Slim Jim? Yeah. Take a bite out or what? Snap uh, off, snap yeah, off snap, with a snap. It, snap into a slim gym. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then he snapped into a pole. Yeah, he he ran into a tree, right? I think so. Yeah. Supposedly had a heart attack behind the wheel and mm -hmm. ran off the road into a tree. He's, his last words were, "Oh no." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so so these guys and and Hulk Hogan, you know, he he must. I, I don't know what Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan does that the other guys haven't done, mm -hmm. but uh, I noticed that these wrestlers are like dying off in their 50s and maybe early 60s due to heart-related things, obviously from the steroid use mm -hmm. and all the other shit that they did through their career, sure. but, but somehow Hulk Hogan is able to hang in there and yeah. you know live to a fairly you know old age for a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, uh, he's he like is, 70, right? 65. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the Iron Sheik still alive? Oh yeah. The Iron Sheik, he's a he's a king on social media. Oh yeah? Oh yeah. The Iron Sheik literally just does social media where he's where he just well, puts up how old how old is he? He's gotta he's, be up there too, right? He's gotta be hundred and ten or so. <laughs> I'm gonna guess he's probably 70, right? Looking right now, Iron Sheik. The Iron Sheik is 79. Wow. 80 years old. Yeah. All right. Well, he must have not done as much, you know, damage to his body as a lot of these guys have. Well, the Sheik was before steroids. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just like he, he must not have fallen into that whole thing. Right. Uh. Who was it that I was thinking of? Um, now, like the movie, The Wrestler, you know, obviously mm -hmm. with, with Mickey Rourke. Yeah. You know, he suffered heart attacks and issues and so on. Who do you think he was based after in the movie? The Iron Sheik or no, um, no, no, The Wrestler? No. The Wrestler, the movie, The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Who, who, who do you, do you think he encompasses several wrestlers or do you think that he was you know, kind of yeah. like he, he was kind of, he was kind of like encompassed, like everybody that didn't make it. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, that's really there. There's guys like there's guys in all these little, these little promotions that are like the big deal in their promotion and people sort of know them. Okay. But they're really nobodies. They're just fucking in a, anywhere else. People would like, I watch one wrestling Alliance called the NWA, which okay. it's on, it's on YouTube. All right. And, and that should tell you the first sign it's on YouTube. Well, I'm, I'm thinking that the, the character, the wrestler. Yeah. That, that, uh, that Mickey Rourke was, kind yeah, of mimicking was kind of mimicking would be like Chris Jericho. No, Jericho's way too big for that. No, no, no. I'm not talking about success wise. I'm just talking about his look. Yeah, his look is kind of Jericho-ish and his moveset was kind of macho manish with the with the flying elbow off the top well, that's, rope. That's kind of what I was asking you yeah. is do you think that they just sort of wrote the part based on this guy's persona and this guy's move and this guy's character it kind of encompasses a bunch several, of, yeah i do several think of the wrestlers that are known yeah so i think so like well he's believable because he sort of does this guy's thing and that guy's thing and he looks this way and yeah you, you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah sort of sure no i do i understand what you're saying and, and i agree with you i think it's it's an amalgamation of a bunch of people Right. You know, it's 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 definitely not just one guy. It's definitely a bunch of a bunch of these fucking jobbies. <laughs> you know, you know who I and again I you know being binging on uh on ONA mm -hmm. that whole Chris Benoit thing. Yeah, yeah. Where where he killed himself and his family and <laughs> right. Shit. Holy cow. Sure. He committed suicide, killed his wife, killed his kid. Mm-hmm. Man, now if I'm sure you remember, because I am not a wrestling fan, I know sure. everybody knows that, and you're really into that shit. But sure, but looking back, that that's mm -hmm. been what twelve years ago or more. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, what do you think uh, drove that situation? Do you think it was steroid rage, or do you think it was uh, depression, or do you think he what what is your opinion of the whole Chris Benoit thing? What, some of it was steroids, some of it was CTE, and I I mean I think a lot of it was CTE. I mean his fucking finishing move was he would jump off the top rope and bang his head into the into guys. That well, was his finishing move. Well, but, wasn't that wasn't that the wrestler's finishing move? Yeah, but he wasn't. He didn't do it nearly as much as Chris Chris Benoit. Saying that it's a fucking movie. I know, but Benoit. But, but my, my point is, is that was that not a move that he did? Oh yeah, yeah, he definitely did that. And the thing with Benoit too was every match, especially when he got to WWE, when he graduated out of WCW and went to WWE. He did that move at least twice a match. Once okay. that he missed and hit his fucking head on the mat. Okay. Which is just a board, you know, right. it's just a board with a fucking pad on it. And then the next, and then the next one would actually hit and hit somebody in their shoulder or their, their ribs or whatever. And then he would pin them. But yeah, he took, he took massive amounts of brain damage. <laughs> so he was all kinds of fucked up. And then when his friend Eddie Guerrero died, his friend Eddie Guerrero died of a heart attack. Yeah, oh, see, that, see, there you go. And how yeah. old is that? How old was Young, that? 40, 40, 40. Yeah. Yeah. 
So when he died, Benoit just fucking lost it. Like he lost there's, there's like videos. If you ever watch some of these videos about his murder, like I, I just watched one on Benoit from the, this is monster series. Okay. And, um, they had his father reading from his diaries, like right before he died. And he was all kinds of fucked up. He was right. all kinds of, you know, there's people coming to get us and I got to fucking, I got to save my family before it's too late. <laughs> you know, he was all kinds of fucked, all right. but, but it was a, the combination of brain damage from wrestling and probably roid rage and, and certainly, you know, some emotional shit too, because his best friend died. So he just got all fucked up all at once and right. decided that it was easier to fucking wrap a weight bench cord around his wife's <laughs> neck or around his neck and just end it. Well, do, do you think he like consciously decided that or it was just the paranoia or whatever sets in with, with all that? I think he just was in an argument with his chick fucking belted her and knocked her dead. <laughs> and then was like, well, fuck this. And then, you know, he had a, his kid was like down syndrome to retarded or something. And he was like, well, I'm not going to fucking deal. I'm not going to leave him. Not going to leave him alone. So he whacked him out or he, what do you do? He, he, he fed, he fed his kid some kind of pills. So he went to sleep and then he smothered the kid. And then he took a, like a, a Nautilus cable wrapped it around his neck and fucking put all the weight on the other end and let go. Boy. And somehow it didn't break his neck. That was a, that was news to me. It didn't break his neck. It just hung him. Yeah. Like, how do you fucking take all that weight and not, not get dead, not get broken? I don't know. Ask uh, Chris Cornell. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. you, oh, you can't. I can't ask him either. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ask, um, ask, uh, Michael Hutchins. Can't ask him either. Ask David Carradine. Yeah. Okay. Grasshopper. <laughs> Fucking life is a tragedy, man. Yeah. Well, it just proves fame don't mean dick. It doesn't. It doesn't I, mean happiness. That's for damn sure. I agree. All right. Well, WWE Hall of Famer Hulk Hogan reportedly had to buy Jennifer McDaniel a new car as part of their divorce agreement from last <laughs> year. A car. A car. <laughs> as noted, the Hulkster. The monster. I hate Hulk Hogan. He's just a fucking turd to me. I did. Did I tell you I saw him in LAX airport? Uh, did you run over and get his auto? Uh, Never. I, I didn't. He was with his daughter. Okay. And I was sitting in. I was sitting waiting to get boarded on the plane, and he came walking off the plane with his daughter. Right. And literally just was like right in front of me. I didn't say yeah. shit to him. But you should have said, "Hey, Brooke, can I have an autograph?" And then walked away. <laughs> Exactly. Like you didn't even recognize him at all. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> Alan Kilcaller, you're on the air. Alan Kill, it's Matt in Cincinnati. Hey, what's up, Matt in Cincinnati? Quick question. Dark side of the ring with the Benoit thing. Yeah. Chris, wasn't there some other conspiracy about how his wife's ex, who's also a wrestler, maybe killed him? There's a lot of conspiracies about his death. There was that one. There was that um, Kevin Sullivan, the wrestler that that he Kevin stole. Yeah. yeah, that he stole. He stole the wife from. Had him, had him killed because he was somehow tied to the mob. There was um, 
there was that conspiracy about somebody posted on Wikipedia that um that he killed his family like 10 hours before the bodies were discovered or some shit. So they thought maybe somebody somebody, you know, knew about it cuz they did it and some for some reason they posted it on Wikipedia. There's all kinds of weird conspiracies about that thing, that's for sure. Is Alex Jones involved? <laughs> it was the Bilderbergs, Neely. They killed Chris Benoit. <laughs> it's just, it's always weird to me because Chris Benoit, Chris Cornell basically died the same way, hung themselves or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, but especially Chris Cornell, it just seemed like, uh, it just seemed like there's always more to the story. Just something, I'm not a, I'm not a huge conspiracy guy, but it just seems like a guy like that doesn't do it that way. I don't know. Was he was he too much of a pussy to take his own life? <laughs> no, Benoit definitely wasn't, but I could see Chris Cornell being a little soft. <laughs> uh, Cornell, Cornell was Cornell. I, I I got to meet Cornell a couple of times. I think that yeah. soft thing was more his image than because if you met him, he, he just seemed like a normal dude. He really didn't seem like a pussy. You know, he, he seemed all right. He, I don't know. He. But what was the conspiracy conspiracy theory about him? That, that they say that him and the Lincoln Park guy both got taken out because they were investigating the pedo rings. Pedophiles. Yeah. And the pedos, the pedos. Took know, them out. I don't know, man. It seems like there's more to the story that no one ever hears about. You know, I, I don't know. The Chris Cornell thing. I, I just, I didn't picture him at all. That shocked me more than anyone that's killed themselves recently, I guess, rock star wise. Well, I know I was shocked and outraged. I thought King Animal was a bad album, so I don't care. He'd outlived his, his usefulness as far as I was concerned. Yeah, what? Bad Motor Finger was the last good one? Super Stop unknown. it. Stop it. <laughs> Why? Bad Motor Finger was a great record. It was, but so was Down from the Upside. That was a great record, too. And so was the Super Unknown. Yeah, you're right. I know I'm right. Well, Don't argue with me about music, pal. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm sorry. Hang it. Hang it. I don't know, dude. I, I just wish it could. I don't know. I just the conspiracy theories always intrigue me, but I just you know you just think there'd be more to the story. There is yeah. more to the story. They just don't want you to know what it is. That's right. 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 Oh well. Awesome show. Hands up. <laughs> there you go. We're just the dudes. Everyone just wants to hang out with. Yeah, that's right. Especially you when you talk about your wrestling stuff, dude. There's a, there's an audience out there for the oh, wrestling, audience, dude. I'm just not. I'm just not part of it. I, I know it's a big thing. I get yeah. it. I, you know, one of the biggest uh, sports events in the world is that is that uh, NASCAR and and sure. uh, indie racing and all. You know, open wheel race. I, I'm just not into it. I mean, I've been yeah. there. I've seen it. I've been trapped inside. Sure. It's just like, eh, okay. I'm more, I'm more mm-hmm. like a Stephen Piercy. I'm more into the top fuel dragster stuff, like the right. one miles racing strip shit, you know? Yeah. That goes zipping around a track. 
you know, making left-hand turns. <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of yeah, the, the racing's kind of into that. And the same thing with the wrestling. I know, I know, you know, it's it's all theater. It's all yeah. you know for show and all that. I get it. I've mm-hmm. seen it. I've watched it. But it's just like, yeah, it's just not my thing. Yeah, I love it. I can't get enough. I know you do. That's I, why I brought this to the I, table. Yeah, but WWE is just they they've just gone to shit. They made all their money and now they don't care. Now they now they just now that they made that because they made like um I don't know like two billion dollars or something last year sure. during the pandemic they made two billion dollars. Yeah, that was a captive audience. They were captured in their home. Well, they had nothing more to do. <laughs> well, they and they sold their product to Peacock for a yeah. ridiculous amount of fucking money. But man, they don't put any effort into their fucking show. I, I was watching a little of it last night. I was watching some SmackDown last night before AEW came on. And Jesus God, I was like, when is this fucking shit going to end? It was worth it though. And you I did. I, I sat right there and watched all fucking two so, hours like an so, idiot. So even though you were being tortured by what you were watching, yeah. why why did you stick with it and stay with it? What what were truthfully you because I didn't want to fall asleep and miss AEW, so I stayed with the W. And I'm just being honest. That's why it was just filler. Hopefully, you didn't pass out before what you really wanted to see came and that's exactly the truth oh i was fucking tired last night and it was like 8 15 or whatever and i was like well if i just put on like netflix or something i'll fall asleep and it, you know it'll end and then i'll get into a deep sleep so i put on yeah, that's a bad thing when you actually sleep and rest for a change dude fuck that that's that's wasted time <laughs> wasted time too much time on my hands you don't understand, dude. This was the getaway episode before the pay-per-view on Sunday. I had to be awake for Rampage. Holy shit. I had to see it. See, I, I, I could never plan my my existence like that. Oh, I, I, I have gotta to see this. Oh, man, I got to see this. I have to see. Dude, the AEW is so goddamn good now that, that I, I'm because I, I mean, I, I've always liked wrestling. But yeah, I, I like know. every like everybody else. I had my down period with it, and and it's just picked up for the last three years. This AEW's got me. Well, well, what hooked. is it that what is it that's changed that made this so enticing to you to where you can't miss it? I'm gonna tell you a couple of things with fucking um with AEW. Number one, it's not pussified like like WWE. WWE so, so- is for kids now. All right, so so it's it's more in league with with uh ultimate wrestling Fighter. yeah yeah it, it's it's i i just like when they're talking they swear and i like that i <laughs> okay. like that they're i like that when they're talking they don't they're say i'm gonna kick now. your butt they don't yeah. say that they don't say that they're like they're like you're shit and everything about you is shit and i'm gonna kick the shit out of you you and, know they drop where, a- where is this broadcast where they talk like that tbs tnt really oh yeah okay yeah, they drop, they drop, and every once in a while they drop an f bomb. I mean, it's fucking, it's like brutal. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing they 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 they've gotten a lot better than WWE has on that. All the right. other thing is they actually tell stories where WWE like builds rivalries that are like a week, and then they're like on a pay per view settling the score. And it's like, dude, who gives a shit? Where <laughs> where AEW takes a month or two and really builds a story up. Okay. So there's that number three and probably my favorite part. These motherfuckers bleed 
and I they don't bleed anymore in WWE ever. And in AEW, every fucking week somebody is wearing a crimson mask. It is fantastic. All right. Well, let's go back to the movie The Wrestler. Do you think any of them do the little uh uh razor blade thing where they where they put a oh razor. yeah of course uh, well course i'm asking the question i don't know because obviously i don't watch this stuff i'm just asking your thoughts oh dude. yeah so do you think that they have some kind of little piece of razor blade where they cut their opponent to make them bleed oh yeah definitely all right definitely but i love it i i can't get enough of it and you know the other thing with the AEW is these guys are highly athletic and they fucking risk like nobody's business. They had a match. Um, I don't know, a month or two ago, it was, um, Cody Rhodes and Sammy Guevara. They fucking did a, a diamond cutter, which is when you grab the guy by his neck, like over your shoulder, like you grab him by his head and you drop down and they'd kind of face plant off your shoulder and then into the floor. <laughs> they did this move from the top of a fucking ladder. <laughs> he literally jumped across one ladder to another, grabbed him and fucking dropped him on his fucking face. I was like, God damn it. That's going to kill a motherfucker. And All I right. love it. Me, now you got me curious. Yeah. At what point did wrestling, I don't care what league or what do you call it? Is it a league? It's it, a, yeah. It's, it's, an, uh, it's a federation more or less. Federation, okay. At what point in any federation, whether it was WWF, WWE, whatever it is, when did they start introducing implements like folding chairs and folding tables and all this other bullshit when they bring into the ring and start busting people over the heads with that? At what point, when did this all start? Well, they kind of did it here and there as when? far back as like the seventies. Really? As so they, far, had like, they, they had like folding chairs and stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, but that, okay. but that really wasn't on TV a lot because there was all back then you had all the fucking violence police and everything, you know, that would lose their shit. If somebody got racked with a chair, Okay. it really took hold like for like, seriously, I would say in the, I don't remember if it was the late 80s or the early 90s. And it was a combination of the Attitude Era with, with WWE and the um, NWO with WCW. They were out at the same time kind of competing against each other. So they were trying to up the game and up the game and up the game. And then there was kind of a, a rebel thing called ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling, that was out of Philly. And that grew like crazy because those guys did the really crazy shit. That's when, <laughs> that's when you saw guys fucking sticking barbed wire in people's mouths and pulling and ripping their faces and shit. And, wow. Okay. You know, ring posts blowing up. So they would put literally fireworks or bombs or some shit in the ring post. So if somebody got thrown in the ring post, it would explode on them. All right. And, and that's when they would start throwing bags of tacks on the floor and slam people into the tacks and, you know, all this crazy shit started in that, or it didn't start then, but it really got to where it was like every match. All right. You know, well, it, es it escalated at that point. Yeah. And now it's just part of the game now. All right. Now well, you got guys go that are like, go, you got guys now, like I watched one match. It was Jericho versus this guy, Nick Gage, who's like the ultimate hardcore guy of today. This fucking guy was belting Jericho with uh, tube lights. 
you know, the, the, the big long tube lights. He yeah, belted yeah, yeah. Jericho with tube lights. And then he took out a pizza cutter and sliced his face up with a fucking pizza cutter. I was like, careful. God damn. Those things will give you cancer. Yeah. Well, Domino's, I think it was Domino's pulled their advertising because he used a fucking pizza cutter to cut up his face. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, um, what was the question I was going to ask? Well, here, here's the question. And again, I'm asking out of ignorance because I have sure. no, no clue about any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so all of these different wrestling federations pop up. You had the WWE, the WWF, the WWO, the W all yeah, these, you, got a bunch wrestling, of them. Uh, you know, what, what launches these different federations into the uh attention of of the um of the watcher i mean because you know obviously everybody goes well i'm going to capitalize on this Mm -hmm. this thing because people want to see you know what this really boils down to is the old time roman uh arena where where they put the christians and the lions and you, you know the the history Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what it boils down. It's all theatrics. Sure. And and it's and what drives this? What what do you think drives this? Because again, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I've watched some of this stuff and I'll watch mm-hmm. it and I'll go, eh, you know, it's just like yeah, uh, yeah it's just this is not my thing. But for you, you love this stuff. I you love it on it. You mm-hmm. yeah, you're planning your Sunday around it. I am. so to me i'm just like what is it that drives an intelligent guy like a chris aiken to go i'm planning my sunday around wrestling well it's a lot of things one it's mindless violence which i love (laughs) i love i love mindless violent dude i any any violent sport i'm into i love the mma i love bellator i love fight i love um one I love boxing. Even still, nobody's watching boxing anymore, and I still watch it anytime it fucking shows up on Showtime or wherever. Okay. I will watch some boxing. Okay. You know, I, I love the violent sports. Number two, it's kind of TV. It's like the combination of violence and theater. I mean, I know it's fucking fake and dumb and whatever, but it, it's it's just that opportunity to fucking break free of the world for a minute and get All wrapped right. up in in a goddamn story. But do do you do you literally cheer at any point? Do you go? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, <laughs> all the time. Or or when they do crazy shit, when they do crazy shit, I'm always like, holy shit, you know. Or, or how does this guy not dead or whatever? Wow. You know. Okay, I, you know, I'm just curious. Because, again, I'm not I'm not being critical. It's fine. Just, Even if you are, it's all good. I'm just critic. I'm just curious because you know that just doesn't grab me at all. Sure. I, I don't go, oh man, fuck yeah, man! Look at that guy. He's got a fucking bloody nose. Yeah, yeah. that you know, Avenger fucking buried him, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, dude, what's the difference between that or like football? Well, football, you know, is is unpredictable. It's not. It's not um, scripted or you know, kind of have like a plan worked out. It's like, I'm going to take out the left tackle. You know, I'm going to bury him. You know, if he tries to intercept or whatever, you know, that's not planned. 
Yeah. It, it, it's a play and it works out the way it works out. Sure. But, but, well, you know, all right, let me, let me go a different route. Wrestling. What's the difference? What's the difference between wrestling and I don't know, like the fast and the furious movie series. Yeah. I don't like those. Okay. But, but there's a lot of people like, all right, the Jack Reacher movies, <laughs> you, you know, like the, those, you know, where I, they're going to end up, but there's only two. Okay, but you know where it's going to end up. If they make a third, you automatically know it's going to start. There's going to be a problem. He's going to fix it. He's going to save the fucking day. You know and that before you go I, in. But I the I love the first one. Not a big fan of the second one. And I haven't watched the uh, feature series with the new dude. I haven't watched any of those because I'm just like, eh, it's been there, done that. Yeah, See, but I, I'll, I, I will argue that you're not a fan, a true fan, fanatical fan of anything, of not anything. Really. Not really. I mean, you don't, you don't put any emotion. You won't tie emotion to anything other than yourself and what you're directly involved in. You're probably right about that. And me, I will put my emotion into other shit just because it's fun. Even if it's just, you know, <laughs> like, dude, I am so looking forward to tomorrow. I'm looking so forward I to AJ. That's why I brought this up because yeah. I'm interested in that viewpoint. I, yeah. I again, it's not being critical about. No, it. I know. I, I'm just, I'm just, I just don't understand it because yeah. to me, I don't get that amped up about anything on television. You, know, you don't get that amped up about anything, period. <laughs> what is the last thing that you were amped up to do? Like you were like, holy fuck, I can't wait to get in my car and go do this or to well, watch this I, or I, to I, see I'll this. Be, well, I'll be honest with you. I, I was amped up to go see Piercy last February uh, at Whiskey to be part of that film thing that he did. Okay, I, I really was amped up about that. And I was amped up about going again out to L.A to to go to the two docking shows that they sure. played with George Lynch. You know, I was looking forward to that, you know. And and those are things that I really invest in. I spent money on sure. you know, first class uh plane Stop. flights right. and, mm -hmm. and taking time off and you know to do that kind of stuff. But those are things that I'm actually a part sure. of. You You're know, a part of them. That's it. You you don't have anything that you will be amped up to watch Witness, to see well, i'm gonna say that the last time that i was amped up to see something mm -hmm. was to go to las vegas and see robbie knievel jump the fountains at caesar palace okay. and you were what 15 no i was oh. i was uh 20 uh 26 okay so 40 fucking years ago <laughs> you know i holy shit you got excited about something 30 years ago well, my point is is that i actually traveled i made arrangements to sure be, to be there i mean to, to me i made that an event and it turned out mm -hmm. better than i expected because obviously i met evil and all that other shit but sure. regardless of that it was something that i had to take time out and money and you know effort to go be a part of instead of flipping on the tv and go i'm gonna sit back on the couch have a few brews watch right. this thing and go yeah fuck yeah jump off the top <laughs> but but you but you would never even get that way let's let's take wrestling off the table for a minute okay. my point my point is is that you most people most people not gonna say everybody but most people 
get excited about things once a month. Something. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're excited about the big game, the big the big event, the Super Bowl, the 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 wrestling pay-per-view, the play they're going to go see, the whatever it is. Most people have about have one of those events per month, I would I would argue. Wow. That's, and that's, that's that's pretty generous, I would think. Once a I, month. I think so, yeah. yeah. But not but but at the same time they have that because they don't it's like you save them all up. It's like the 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 average person, the average person I will I'll I'll equate you the way you are to like the guy that is waiting and saving his money for that big party when he turns 50. Okay. And he starts saving at 45 and he plans <laughs> it so that he can fucking have $10,000 and you know, we've seen really do it big. Well, like that guy that we saw that Doc and played the private party for, and they showed up with the fucking plastic guitars yeah, and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's that's you. You're that guy. I mean, not not acting like a fucking ass like that guy, <laughs> but that the 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 plan yeah. is the same as you. Where where the rest of us, us regular folk, <laughs> we well, we, well, now, now, how do you not classify me as regular? You folk? are absolutely not regular folk <laughs> in almost any way, shape, or form. Don't even try this because you're going to get your feelings no, hurt. How do I? I'm not. No, I find it more amusing than anything else. <laughs> what makes me not regular folk? You don't party. You rarely drink. You don't. You don't take any risks. Not real risks. You. You never have. You don't. You don't. You don't do everything you do is organized. No, I agree with that. I, I that, that is different from every fucking person I know, except Wendell Neely. So, so you like, again, you, you more or less equate throwing caution to the wind under any circumstances being risky. I say what I'm saying is that <laughs> everybody does it except you. Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> you. You never, never would like, you remember when, remember when red rain came here yes. and I just jumped in the car and went after I had told everybody I wasn't going and then yeah, I was yeah. just like, oh, well, fuck well, it. I'm going. And it was a surprise because, yeah. you know, obviously I drove from Chicago to Massillon yeah. and I show up at the hotel and you're there drinking with the guys. And right. it's just like, I just talked to you on the phone an hour and a half ago and you were yeah, I wasn't you know, going. And you were just like, yeah, I'm going to call it a night. And then before I know it, you're down there drinking yeah. Jack and Coke with the guys. Right. It's like, what the fuck? You're just here. But but that's that would never happen with you. Because you you don't, you are not reactionary at all. You would never hear an ad. You would never be driving. Hear that Plush is playing in fucking the Riviera theater and just say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go see that show right now. You would never do that. You'd be like, well, Nope. It wasn't part of the schedule. It wasn't on a plan. You know, this is, this is what I'm planning on doing. And this is what I'm going to do. So, so basically what you're saying is I'm too regimented. You're not impulsive is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree with that because and impulsiveness leads to, to, you know, potential mistakes. problems. Yeah. Mistakes well, and problems. Yeah. You, you, for for very reasonable reasons. Yes. 
are not willing to make mistakes. Yeah. Well, again, it's the you're, whole devil may care, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll throw caution to the wind and whatever happens happens. And if it yeah. turns out bad, I'll deal with it. If it doesn't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm exactly, you know, I'm richer for it. Right. But well, I will well, argue, I'll argue all day long that everybody else is a thousand times less rigid, <laughs> a thousand times, even people that are in your world, dude, even, even ask your sister, your sister that I know. Yes. She's a throw caution to the wind type of person. Yes, sometimes. I mean, it's not often uh, because she's more of a worrier. Mm-hmm you know, than anything else, but me, you know, I, I kind of try to look at things at all side from all sides and go, sure. eh, you know, and, and again, this, this goes down to the whole, uh, risk for reward. Am right. I, am I willing to take the risk for this potential reward? Right. You know, and that's what it boils down to, but you, you are willing to take the risk regardless of the reward. Yeah. It's yeah, it doesn't like, matter. It may be a total bust. It may, it may work out. Okay. But you know, I'm willing to find out. I mean, I guess it's a sense of adventure, if you will. Yeah. Well, and, and what I'm saying is, is everybody that I know, literally everybody that I know has that except you. Yeah. But, but I'm not looking for escapism. You know, I don't think my life is so miserable to where I feel like I need an escape to get away from day-to-day -day life because my day-to-day -day life is no. is pretty good because doing it regimen has provided you what you want exactly but even when you when it wasn't you didn't change course either no, when you were when you were doing the cab i know when, but, but i knew if i stayed the course eventually yeah. it would shake out right where, where if it was me and i was doing the cab i would have done you know i would have found me <laughs> something else to get into I would have either gotten into something good, like working some job that was overnight and just not sleeping for a while until I figured out which one I wanted to get, or I might've gotten into something bad and robbed somebody or something. I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to say I wouldn't have, you know, I mean, you were hurting at that point. And if I was in that desperate time, I ain't going to say what I would have done or not done. You know, I, I just, you're, you're not wired to take big big giant the biggest risk i think you've ever taken was still well thought out which was moving to chicago yeah of course i think that was that was the biggest pure risk that you ever took right but you took it under the guise of well i have this guarantee and i'm gonna make this much money and i'm for sure gonna be getting this and that and i'm gonna be you know the vice president of blah 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 <laughs> you know you you had all these things in place you, you would never just say, I don't have any idea what I'm going to fucking do, but, but I'm, I'm going to find out. Yeah. You would never roll the dice, have it roll three dice, have it come up at six, four, three, and then drive 643 miles and say, okay, this is where I'm planting my flag. Exactly. You would never do and See, that is something that I, I contemplate doing that all the time. When, when, when I have enough money saved, that is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take three dice. I'm going to throw them down. And however far it says, that's how far I'm going to drive West. And if that's 80, if it's 810 miles, then that's what I'm driving. And if that puts me in fucking, I don't know what's out that way, you know, <laughs> Wyoming or something, then I'm going to be, a, I'm a buy a cowboy hat. 
and I'll be in fucking <laughs> yeah. Wyoming. You're going to be living with Ron Keel. Yeah. I mean, dude, I don't know. I might, you don't know. I mean, but to me, that is like such a rush, you know, like I was saying to Jericho earlier tonight, there was nothing more exciting to me. And this is when I was 19, 20 years old, I would get in a taxi where I couldn't even speak the language hardly. And I would be like, take me fucking 20 miles. And they would take me 20 miles to wherever the fuck I was. And I would get out the car and just yeah. walk well, around, eat the food, take a risk. Well, it's a good thing you don't live in Las Vegas because that's what happens to people in Las Vegas. They go to Las Vegas saying, you know what? I'm just going to roll the dice at this, uh, you know, back yeah. rack table and hopefully I'll hit a big win. If I'm not, mm -hmm. I guess, I, I guess I'm going to have to eat ramen noodles and sleep on the bus bench. <laughs> But dude, I used to be that guy. Who are you yeah, kidding? I, I when, get it. When, I get when, it. I mean, I know people do that. My first year in Korea, the first probably six, seven months in Korea, I used to gamble like nobody's business. I would gamble my whole check that first weekend that we would get it. We get paid on the first and by the third, I was out of money <laughs> because I would just fucking put it all in, in card games or pool or whatever. Yeah. And then when I was out of money, then I would go and I would either hustle pool or ping pong. I got pretty good at ping pong and I would hustle ping pong or pool. But if I was losing, it was not above me to take a pool cue and fucking whack somebody in the head and steal the $20 <laughs> off the fucking table and run. And I did that. I, 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 I'm not proud of it, but I'm being honest about it. Right, I, did that at, I did that at least 10 times. All right. where I literally whack somebody in the neck or in the head or something with a pool cue and just took the money off the table and ran out the fucking ran out of the but, pool. But, but, but you see, this is what you're admitting to that, that bad choices leads, yeah. to, leads to deviant behavior. I, I admit that. You know, and what and, I'm saying is most people are deviants. Most people are not <laughs> organized. Good people. Everybody except Neely has a dark side. <laughs> I just admit mine. You know, I most it. most I people it. don't admit theirs. And that's the real difference. I think, I think most people, the really bad shit that they did, they keep it, they keep it tucked yeah, away of course, because it's not acceptable and it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's not the social norms and all mm -hmm. that other stuff. I get that. Yeah. But, but I don't think you, I mean, do you, and I'm not even asking you to tell the story, but do you have a story in there somewhere on that level where you just did something that was no. straight up wrong no, on no, purpose. I'll be, I'll be honest. No, I, I don't because, because number one, it was my upbringing, you mm -hmm. know, my, my dad, you know, who's, who's going to celebrate his 93rd birthday here in a couple, sure. in, in about a week. Uh, he, you know, he raised me up. It was just like, son, you don't do that kind of stuff. You know, you're, you're an honorable person. You do the right thing and all that. And, and that was instilled in me for 18 years. You know, I left, you know, I, I went to college when I was 18 and, uh, that, that was the way I was brought up. And my dad sure. did not tolerate, and I'm going to use an old term school here, shenanigans, right? That didn't fly. You know, that, that just wasn't acceptable. What it, it didn't fly. And then, right. you know, 18 years of your life from, from, from the, from the cradle to the time that you leave home, 
and that's how you're brought up. You don't stray. Most people no. don't stray from that. Most yeah. people. I'm, I'm not saying yeah. nobody does. I know, dude. I, it's me and my mom have had this conversation before sure. because I I had that same upbringing. Really, I I mean, uh, as much as I tell you the horror stories of me as a kid, I had that same thing. Yeah, my brother, did, but somehow you managed to you know, work at the church, but sell pot at the yeah. same time. <laughs> well, dude, I, I was just a bad, I mean, look, I, I'll compare myself to my brother in this instance. Okay. My brother, who's a couple years younger than me has his, I think he has his master's degree. He's a fucking millionaire and, and he he's played the corporate game. He does all the, he does all the things that a quote unquote proud mama would have, have their son sure. do. He's really doesn't, hasn't done any of the crazy shenanigans shit that I have done. And we were raised the same, you know, we were raised by the same parents. My, my dad didn't put up with all that bullshit. He didn't, I just did it anyway. I don't know if, if it's faulty wiring or whatever the <laughs> fuck it was, but dude, I, I mean, I had the same lessons taught. Don't treat people bad, you know, do unto others as you do unto yourself. You know, I had all that shit. Sure. And, and, and was certainly raised not poor. I mean, I was definitely raised as a not wealthy, but not poor. I mean, my mom was a corporate manager and middle class. Yeah. And probably the upper tier of that yeah. because my mom was a senior manager at a bank and my dad was a senior manager for Brown Derby. Right. So, you know, they had money and they took it and they took care of us. We lived in a big house. You know, I had everything that I wanted, but my dad still instilled into me the things, you know, go to work. I had jobs when I was 13 because he wasn't just saying, okay, son, here's your fucking hundred dollars a week allowance. You know, I mean, he made me work. Yeah. I I'm just chose to, yeah, I just chose to take that ethic and turn it into bad. <laughs> I chose to just say, well, if I could make this much money at the church, well, then I can turn that money and fucking buy a bag of pot and I can make three times as much and get my little wiener sucked. <laughs> and it was like, this is fucking fantastic. Right. You know, that that's, I chose for year for eons all the way up until honestly, until my divorce, I chose to do the bad shit, you know, and dude, you knew that about me back in those days. I mean, I dude, how many times was there stories about me getting into fights and, I literally had a guy that went with me to shows to stop fights because remember when we used to call angry Pat, my bodyguard. Yes, I do remember. And, and his whole job to go to shows with me for was to keep me out of fucking trouble <laughs> because I was constantly, I'd be at a show or something and somebody would say the wrong thing to me and I'd punch him in the fucking face. Right. You know, and, and even as recently, I think the last time that happened was when me and John and Stephanie and her son went to see Slayer and that guy went to raise up on Stephanie and I fucking punched him in the fucking mouth and ran down the step while he was being dragged out by the cops. He was being dragged out by the cops and it still didn't stop me from fighting him, you know, and the police were right there. <laughs> I didn't care. It just, well, but that, that, that's what they call a devil may care attitude. Yeah. You know. And, mm -hmm. and, and some people have that. Some people don't. I, I, I would not agree with you that most people have that devil may care attitude. They, I would they, say, they, I but, see, but I will, but you I, do because for whatever reason, and I don't know the reason you just don't seem to care what the consequences are. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I have, 
I have no fear of any consequence. Well, jail, I don't any of that a, shit. I don't think it's a matter of fear. It's just a matter of, you know, I don't care what happens to me. Yeah, I don't. I, I really don't worry about that shit ever. And, you know, the, the thing is, I think you're wrong. I think people do have the devil, the devil say care attitude. Most people do not to the extreme. I'm an, ex I'm extreme with it. I think people definitely do. I think if, if you got people to be really fucking honest about things, almost everybody you would talk to will tell you that they've done something illegal knowingly, <laughs> knowingly, whether it's, whether it's driving drunk when they clearly know that they were like, not a little drunk, not like 0.09 drunk, but like I've been drinking for 13 hours, but I'm going to risk it and go home. Right. You know, I think you would find you would get a half the people that are listening, if not more, would admit to that one. I think you would find people that even if it was when they were young or in their 20s or something, stole money from from people like at their houses and stuff or, you know, saw money on the dresser, just grabbed it up. You know, I, I think I think people do have that. I just don't think people acknowledge it. Yeah, well, Where I don't think you have it. I don't think you have anything in your world. Yeah, I doubt you have a fucking library book that was ever overdue. <laughs> that's probably true. I, that's what I'm saying. You're so organized and so regimented and so, so not, not risk taking. And I get why. It's because you don't want to be surprised by the result. Right. Where I don't ever even look at the result. Dude, I do things like heavy metal television. Yes. I had no fucking concept of what it took to run it. None. I just wanted to do it. I was like, I can do better than what they're doing. So I did it. And then I had to figure it all out. Yeah, but but you're not you know? going to get arrested if you fucked it up. No, but I, I could ruin something that whether whether you agree that it was good or bad before, I could have ruined somebody else's thing and blown up a friendship with Eric. Because I wanted to do it my own way because I just said, fuck it. I'll do it. And I just yeah, jumped but, in and did it. But the difference is, is that you, you didn't do something that was malicious and underhanded. You, Not in you that case. No, No, but, but in the, in the, in, you know, in a lot of these risks that you're describing mm -hmm. is that you take risks based on if it doesn't work out, I'll figure it out from there. or I'll learn True. from my mistake or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. But but you're not willing to to do time in a penitentiary due to some kind of altercation or something. As uh, you know, I That's I think most people, yeah. well, I think your risks have a limit. It's now. Like, now what's the worst that could happen? Okay, so I get arrested and I get an yeah. assault charge on me. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you're willing to do that, but I don't think you're willing to pull a gun on somebody and shoot. No, somebody not now. At, that's my point. Yeah, not now, but I but I'm not to say I never did. No, that's that's insanity. I absolutely would have there there's definitely been times I was glad I didn't own a gun. Well, that, that, that's kind of my point though. You you didn't you didn't carry through by I'm going to acquire a gun and if somebody fucks with me, I'm gonna blow their head off. Yeah, no. Well I, I did used to carry a knife <laughs> when I was, when I was working downtown, I sure. kept a knife. Remember the, it, this but, was, but was, in the that for, was that because you wanted to go 
intentionally fuck somebody up or because you thought, well, I work in a high risk area. And if somebody fucks with me, I'm not going to be unprepared. It was because I got accosted in the car a couple of times and people were trying to get into the car. So I took the knife with the full intention of if, if an arm comes through that's, the window, I'm slicing it. That's my point though. You did it with the intention of protecting yourself sure. if the situation were involved, but you didn't go out with the ill intention of, I'm just going to find some random dude on the street. If he decides to give me shit, I'm going to, I'm going to cut his guts out. No, but, but at the same time, I would have done jail time if I would have sliced somebody. Maybe, maybe not self-defense. Who knows? Yeah. But, yeah. but see here, here's the difference. You're willing to go, well, I I'll plead self-defense, mm -hmm. but if it doesn't go my way, I'm willing to do the time. If, if it doesn't go that direction, right. You know, you're, you're, it's a 50, 50 thing. It's just like, it could be heads, could be tails. I'm hoping it's heads. But if it lands on tails, so be it. Yeah. Then I'll go the other way. That's my point. Yeah. That's it. And then I'll work it out that way. I'll work it out no matter what happens. <laughs> well, this is a good, you know, this is a good, uh, you know, um, look, look into the psyche of a Chris Aiken. You know, yeah. obviously, you know, I, I'm the safer bet of the two. And you're kind of like the wild guy, which is why yeah. you're angry Chris. <laughs> well it's it's why i'm angry but it's also why i i've accomplished a lot of shit yeah because i don't i don't look at things as regimented as you do i don't look at a clock you know i don't look at i don't look at like well it's bedtime i don't look at i don't look at life even in those terms and you know that about me dude i yeah. don't look at uh, but, but i accomplish you, stuff because i can work 40 50 60 yeah, straight but, hours but the thing is is prior to you branching off and doing your own thing mm -hmm. you you did have to look at a clock and you yeah. did have to show up on time and you did yeah. have to do a specific job but but at some point in your life, you decided, you know what? This isn't for me. I need mm -hmm. to figure out a way to where I don't have to do this. Sure. And well, you, I, I hated it then. I hated my life then. Yeah. But, but, you know? but also the factor is, is that you had people counting on you mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Me personally, I have me and me alone to count on. Sure. You know, I've got a nice home. I drive a nice car. I make good money. I, you know, obviously we do the show together, you know, we, we do it in, you know, the, the fashion that we could do it the best way we can with the technology that's available sure. to us. And, and we've never skimped, mm -hmm. you know, that's the whole thing. We've never skimped on anything and done anything half ass. Yeah. And that's always been part of your work ethic. That's part of my work ethic. And we invested our time and money and energy and, uh, you know, abilities into doing this show based on both of our work ethics, what, yeah. regardless of your viewpoint on life and my viewpoint on life, we've accomplished this together and made, yeah. made the same end goal. Yeah. And when you it works, it, you come from it from a more devil may care. I come from it from a more calculated thing, sure. but in the end, the, the end result is the same. Well, it's the, uh, look, the combo is what makes it go. Yeah. 
if either one of us had the same the same thoughts, then this wouldn't work. No, it would be boring, and it would have ended mm -hmm. a long time ago. Yeah. So. So you bring I, the edge, I bring the sensibility, and that's yeah. how it works. <laughs> there you go. Somewhere in the middle, a few of you think it's it's entertaining sometimes. <laughs> Although, all right let's let's finish up this hulk hogan story and take a okay. break and wrap up the show all right uh as noted the hulkster announced on twitter this week that he and and he and mcdaniel have been divorced since october of 2021 wow <laughs> hogan also revealed that he is dating a new woman named sky <laughs> good after the two have been seen at hulk's bar restaurant in clearwater florida H hogan's hand <laughs> <laughs> I always gotta get involved right away with another chick. Well, you know, you gotta you gotta have somebody else to give more of your money to. I guess. In an update, uh, that one key point of Hogan's divorce uh, agreement with McDaniel's was that he had to buy her a new car with forty-five <laughs> days of the divorce being finalized. Right. Hogan also had to guarantee that McDaniel would have to make zero payments on the car. Right. There's no word on the make or the model of the car that was purchased, but a condition on the purchase was that Hulk got to keep the vehicle they shared during the marriage. <laughs> he got to keep the old car. Right. He got a new car. Oh, good. Uh, McDaniels was allowed to keep a property that they bought together in Palm Island, Florida, and Hogan got to keep his mansion in Clearwater. <laughs> Regarding alimony, Hogan paid McDaniel a one-time lump sum of cash, but right. the amount that was not specified. The two are assigned to a non-disparagement uh, clause that prevents them from talking about their relationship without the others without the other signing off. Right. It looks like the split was amicable and planned ahead of time as McDaniel legally responded to Hogan's divorce petition the same day he filed it back in October. <laughs> Hawk and Jennifer began dating back in early of 2008 and were engaged in November of 2009. They tied the knot in December of 2010. Right. This is the second divorce for the Hulkster. He was previously married to Linda Hogan. Linda Claridge from December of 1983 until November of 2007 when Linda filed for divorce. Right. So there's your, there's one of your, uh, wrestling heroes. That's right. <laughs> so will the Hulk be on the pay-per-view tomorrow or whatever no. it is? <laughs> no, he's, He's he's definitely um, not in AEW, and I hope he never comes to AEW. He's a fucking bum. All right. Well, I'll take your word for it because I have no idea what his record or what his reputation is aside from being the uh, Hulkster. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a break. Let's play a few songs. We'll come back. We'll do a... You know, we'll do the last segment of the show, and uh, I'm going to play the song for you, Chris. Okay. I think this reminds me of you. Uh, okay. Some White Snake, some Still of the Night. Ah, perfect. So uh, here's David Coverdale and Company with Still of the Night exclusively here on your classic metal show. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Classic Metal Show. 
Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out The Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. Hey!